This is a long-term journey. Nothing outdoes the work. And so you still have a lot of work in front of you. Just because there are years attached doesn't mean that's deemed success. Um, I, I feel like I bring that up with my team a lot. So tenure is great. Being in the industry for years is great, but consistency is more important. Being consistent with who you are, how you show up, how you manage yourself, your money, that's how you're going to be successful. Caution. Listening to this podcast may motivate you to make positive changes in your life, identify ways to accelerate your career trajectory and develop a path towards financial freedom. This is the Career Meets World podcast, and I'm your host, Edward Gorbis, and I've spent the last 10 years focused on helping thousands of people advance their career while in parallel teaching a secret recipe to reach financial independence. And I'm here to share the untold stories of successful people and teach thousands of listeners how to develop a growth mindset. Our minds are malleable and everyone has the power to change their mindset through perseverance, dedication, and a passion for learning. So if you're ready to skyrocket your business and financial literacy, turn up the volume and let's dive right in. This is the Career Meets World podcast. Welcome back, podcast family. With us today, we have an incredible guest, and her name is Alex Trikas. She's an American entrepreneur and a movement enthusiast based in Arlington, Virginia. She's a VA native, and Alex is a co-founder and the current CEO of Bash Boxing, a boxing-inspired group fitness experience established back in 2017. She has over 10 years of experience within the fitness industry and having recently opened Bash's second location in just under two years, Alex has established herself as a true expert in the operational and experiential aspects of developing and delivering a concept end to end. And since inception, Bash Boxing has grossed over $1.2 million in sales and is continuing the process of expansion. Alex is a true believer in creating a culture of compassion where creativity is celebrated, differences are welcomed, and community is the priority. Her values and business emulate those of her personal life, where she believes that if you're willing to put in the hard work for yourself and expect the same for your team, success is always closer than it seems. Alex, it is such a pleasure to have you on today. Thank you so much for joining us on the show. How's your day been so far? Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. It's been really, really great. Um, I taught a socially distanced class at 12 p.m. We are um, open right now. And um, yeah, the rest of the day is going great. Got another class at 445. And then I'm doing a bash at home class. So we do a virtual class at 615. So today's my big teaching day. Um, obviously, I have other days that I map out for a little bit more admin, but today I get to go right into my coach mode, which is what, something I'm super passionate about and the whole reason I started the business. I love that. And I love talking with you because you always come with so much energy. You're so passionate <laughs> about what you're doing. You love your clients. You love the work. And it clearly transcends through you. 
And I know a lot of people obviously reflect on 2020 as it's already nine months in and they're thinking about what have I accomplished? What I've, what have I done? What have I achieved right now? And for you, it's just nonstop. 2020 <laughs> is just a continuation of what you did the last couple of years. Bash boxing is growing. How do you manifest so much energy and continue to give it your all every single day? What a first question to start us off with. Um, I, I mean, I constantly am trying to embrace positive energy and keep putting one foot in front of the other. I read this quote the other day that I shared with my team that just really pushed me to keep going, even as times are getting harder and things change every single day. And that um, it's the ones that survive are not the strongest or the most intelligent, but those that are the most able to change and adapt and transition. And I just, it really spoke to me. I don't know if I got that quote completely right, but it was just about the fact that our team here at Bash, myself, we're not afraid to take on the challenge and the change, whether it means we're having masked workouts, outdoor workouts, we're connecting virtually, we're always going to go at it with 110, 120, 150%. And that does come from me and it comes from my top team. And then it goes all the way down. So every single person that works here knows we go at everything with everything we have. We try. If we fail, we adjust and we do it again. It's such an important lesson. And it, it feels like all of this energy that you have and harbor throughout your life, you kind of permeate throughout the rest of your team. It trickles down and it creates this vibrant environment for so many people to come to your classes, which is clearly reflective of why your business has been doing so well, even throughout the pandemic. Obviously, it's had its challenges. Everyone has their moments. And for sure. I'm to kind of reverse that question really is let's think about the last couple of months for you. You're the CEO of Bash Boxing. There's an interesting story behind that that we'll get to in a second. But what have you gone through personally, just mentally? Obviously, this isn't an easy time for anyone, even with a thriving business. Can can we open up a little bit together and think about like what is Alex going through right now? Ooh. Sure. Hot <laughs> seat questions from the beginning. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's not been an easy mental summer. That's for sure. And I know that anyone listening um, probably feels the same. Um, there's definitely some, we'll talk about wins first, because there's a lot more challenges we can talk about. But wins being uh, when we were completely shut down, seeing how uh, my body and mind responded to the rest and um, feeling overall just sort of more at peace and more calm, even with all the uncertainty of not knowing when the business was opening. So I think a lot of us felt that, right? We were like, we're so go, go, go. And especially as a young entrepreneur and somebody that's just in her first year of her first business, there's no time to let the foot off the gas. And we're right back in that now. Um, but when we were shut down, there's only so much we could do. We were still innovating, doing calls every day, getting our system set up to launch a new system when we reopened. So there was constant work and effort, but the slowdown, though it felt really uncomfortable, looking back was so needed and helped. And then fast forward to opening, uh, we, we reopened on June 13th. And to be honest, it's been a very tough 
mental summer. I've had a lot more downs than ups. Um, I like don't want to I'm gonna like get emotional already. We're three minutes in. <laughs> Anybody that knows me, and if people listen to this, they'll be like, she made it three minutes without a tear. That's actually <laughs> kind of a win. Um, but I appreciate the question. And I hope anybody that is listening, this gives them some solace that even with, as you said, a thriving business, which by the way, right now, a surviving business is a thriving business. Um, and with an incredible team below me, I mean, there is just no team that believes in the vision, the dream, the operations about innovating and in me more than the people that are, that are right beside me and, and below me on the team. Um, you still can have a really tough mental time. So I've just been riding big waves. And as somebody that pre-pandemic suffered from anxiety and depression, this has been a very low depressive moment uh, for me. So, and it's very interesting because I'm sure if any of our members listen to this and or if they come to my classes on Thursdays and Wednesdays, you would never know, you know? And that's probably because... I, Sometimes when I'm feeling the lowest, the best thing to bring me out of it is to coach and get back to what I'm so, so passionate about. But the downs have been really, really hard and really heavy. And they've been hard on the people closest to me as well. And that's hard on me because I, I put everybody before myself. And I think that's what's made me so successful and what's made Bash so successful is the team comes first, the community comes first. You know, I'm, I'm a big leaders eat last type of person. Um, I'm learning that we got to, and we'll get to that. I'm sure that we got to give a little bit more back to ourselves. Otherwise we get, we ride the waves a little bit too much rather than just being able to have a little bit more stability. Um, but it's been, it's been a really challenging time for sure. I appreciate you opening up and I know it's not easy. And obviously a lot of people perceive any level of a CEO or, or anyone in leadership to have everything figured out. We don't. We're human and we go through the process, the roller coaster that everyone else is on. I think the fundamental difference ultimately ends up being with the fact that one, you are a true professional. You show up for your team, you show up for your clients, and you're there and you're on. You know how to turn on that switch. Um, we'll get into how you develop that mindset in just a second. But I do want to commend you through just going through that process, going through the fields where we're human and it's not easy. And a lot of my audience obviously is the, the corporate professionals, the young entrepreneurs, and I'm sure you get a mixture of those individuals come through your classes as well. And everyone's going through something different. And I think it's important to remember that when you step outside, when you go out into the world, and even when you jump on a call with somebody for 30, 40 minutes, you remind yourself that everyone has a different 23 and a half hours in that day. And we have to show up with compassion and understanding that whatever they might be going through isn't easy. And we can always be a better human being to the person across from us. So you continuously show that through your business and what you've done. And I understand the last couple of months haven't been easy, but I know that a lot of what you have done throughout your life is the culprit through why you've been able to really become this incredible human being. So again, as I always like to do, like let's rewind wow. the clock <laughs> and think about your, your early days. And like, what did Alex really think she wanted to be? 
and later in life, right? Like every kid loves that question. What am I going to be when I grow up? So yeah. what was that like for you? First, I just want to say thank you for everything you just said. I mean, that means so much to me. And I, I really appreciate being seen for that. Um, Cause sometimes it's the hardest thing is to see ourselves. And again, I can preach that to everybody else, but taking it on myself and seeing myself as someone that gives back to her community and to her team, it feels good to be seen. So thank you for that. Um, Early life, what did I want to be? Britney Spears. (laughs) Um, Right? I mean, I grew up in the 90s and I'm a girl. I dyed my hair blonde by the time I was like, I don't know, 17 when I finally was able to. Um, In all seriousness, I mean, I I danced my whole life. Um, I went to college for dance and performance. So I always wanted to be a performer. I have some elements of that obviously within my business. Um, so that was, that was the dream is to name and lights performance. Awesome. <laughs> so that was the personal dream. And I'm going to ask maybe kind of like a more personal question here, which is, did you ever find yourself um, having parents that pushed you to go in a direction or did you have the free flow parents that said, Alex, go and conquer the world and do what you want? Um, I had and have amazing parents. Um, They definitely were more on the free flowing side of, not only you can go do what you want, but you will do what you want. They were one of those people, they they were and they are (laughs) those people that just remind you that nothing matters more than believing in yourself and go for what you want. However, when dancer was on the table, (laughs) my mother, I'll never forget this moment driving in the car. She was like, oh, you wanna be a dancer, Alex? That's great. You're gonna live in a shack. You're not gonna be able to feed yourself and that's gonna be your life. And I remember being like, nine years old, like what? (laughs) That's not exactly inspiring. (laughs) But what she was saying is there's a lifestyle attached to performance that is really hard and it, there is no consistency in it. And as much as she, you know, she loved my dancing career. I mean, if I was still dancing, I think she'd be even happier than owning two Uh studios. No, that's not true, but kind of, (laughs) um, she, was also very, I had parents that were very real with us. They were very, as much as they were like, go conquer the world, go after your dreams. They were also like, you're going to work every single summer that you're not in school. And you're also going to work sometimes when you're in school, if you're not doing a striving to be on a varsity sport, they were very, very real with us. And obviously I had the opportunity to do those things. So I'm so grateful. I I've talked about more recently, how grateful I am for my upbringing than anything else. Um, I think it is something that sets me apart. I think there's also some things in there that have pushed me as far to go for what I want. I, again, appreciate you sharing that because one, it's not easy to always open up, let alone on a podcast, let alone to (laughs) random listeners who uh, will obviously be fully intrigued and in love with the story because it it goes to show it doesn't matter what you want to be when you grow up and people have different levels of support systems. Not everyone is fortunate to have parents that might be together, let alone supportive. And I think every parent to some extent uh whether you grew up in america whether you're an immigrant like myself you'll have parents that obviously want to protect you that is their fundamental job so 
they're not always going to say, go take any route in the world. Obviously, there's <laughs> going to be a little bit of resistance there. But yeah. it's so important to go through that process and understand why they care about you and go through that self-inquiry process to really dig deep and understand our upbringing because it yeah. shapes all of our thoughts later down the road. You want to change your mind. Uh, you can't change your past. But surfacing a lot of those sometimes painful thoughts is really important. And this isn't a therapy call. So <laughs> we can, let's dive into our parents real quick. <laughs> Let, let's go super deep. So, again, it's so important to think about our past if we want to really project the best version of ourselves in the future. And as you kind of went through this dream of going into dance, you, I, I believe, uh, joined a bar studio as well. And then from there, kind of bash boxing came into the mix. So can you help us understand and visualize what that experience was like for you? You started to be an instructor and then get us right to the point where the vision of bash boxing came into play. Okay. Um, I'm like deciding if I want to give you the whole story or, um, I can do it kind of quickly. I've told it a few times. Um, but I started working out after I, obviously I graduated college and all I did in college besides the few academics I had to take to get by, uh, was dance and work on, um, becoming a possible professional dancer. Um, so working out and being physically fit and, and going to the gym wasn't, it wasn't innately in me. I don't think it is in anybody. I think it starts with sports or it starts with dance or it starts with movement if you're in it. Um, and then you have to find your own way. And by the way, I still say that to this day, that it is super important that you find your own journey with fitness and movement. So even at bash, when someone comes to me and they say, I think I'm going to try something else, or they, they say, I'm not really sure I want to make the commitment right now. After a few sales talks back and forth, I ultimately say this has to be the right journey for you. And we hope that we're part of that because I really think you're going to love it. But if not, I wish you to find the best one that is for you. So I still feel that way completely. And mine has changed various times. Um, I will be committed to bash forever because I just love what it does for me. This is as a consumer for my body, for my mental space. I, I love boxing so much, but okay, let's go back. So I, um, I moved up to New York actually when I was uh, 23 years old. So I spent a year at home after college and I mainly spent that year here because about a week and a half to two weeks after I graduated college, my father passed away. So I spent um, a year here, here in, in Fairfax and Oakton with my family, kind of just figuring out what life was without the most vibrant part of our family. Um, and then I moved up to New York. I had this opportunity to move up there. I never thought I would go up to New York. I always thought I would be about to Los Angeles or somewhere West Coast. Um, and everybody that met me said I was, you're, I mean, you'd be a great West Coast girl. <laughs> um, but I, I did it nonetheless. And I think initially I told myself I went up there to, to dance and to audition. And I, I went to a few auditions. I could probably count them on like one hand. Um, but I just experienced life. And that's when I started taking the bar method and putting a little bit more structure back into fitness and dance and bringing it full circle. Now, the thing about New York is, and I don't have to tell you this, 
you got to really want it up there, whether it's uh, putting your name in lights or starting your own business. And honestly, you got to know somebody. You got to get in the door, which is exactly what happened with me and Bash. So I moved back home um, and I started to work for the Bar Method again and got in the ground level at in 2012. And I took the job that was front desk from 5 a.m. to 9 a.m., four days a week. So, I mean, I was making like $14 an hour, maybe less four days a week, but I wanted it so bad. I wanted to work for that company. I wanted to learn the business, the industry. And about two months into being there, I was like, I want to own my own studio. So I was 24 and I knew what I wanted. And I know that not everybody has that luxury either. You know, not everybody knows right away that this is what they want. But from the moment that I decided that that is what I wanted, that I wanted to be a business owner and I wanted it to be mine. I haven't really let up since. So I worked for the bar method and then um, I moved into working for a company called Orange Theory, which I'm sure more people know that company than the first. And I legitimately took that job to learn the business and start my own. Um, <laughs> I think my, I, I told my boss in my interview that that's what I was going to do. I think that he probably thought, it wouldn't happen in 18 months. Otherwise, I'm not sure if he was going to hire me, but I wanted to learn absolutely everything there was from start to finish of what does it take to open a brick and mortar? What do you need to go through? Who do you need? What do you need? All of those things. So I was completely obsessed. Um, it's another quote I love. It's from Barbara Corcoran. It was on Shark Tank. And she's talking to an entrepreneur that says he's got this thing, but he's also got this thing going on and this thing. And she stopped him and she's like, I've never met an entrepreneur that wasn't completely obsessed with their product and their end goal and their vision that was successful. So if you're not obsessed, you're not going to be successful. Preach. I love that. So you're sitting at the front desk at bar method. You had this realization that this is your future. This is your journey. Like that was the vision you've Mm -hmm. obviously created it now and it's still in progress. Um, you're going to continue building your empire, but what was it exactly that like sparked and resonated with you that you realize this is what you want to do. Like this is your calling. I was really passionate about wanting to create a community, one that didn't feel elitist or made you feel bad about maybe going to another workout or talking about another workout in the lobby. Um, One that celebrated you no matter who you are, what you do outside these walls, in these walls, whatever I was that's what I, that's what sparked it is there, it was some things that I, I loved about my first jobs and some things that I saw that could use serious improvement. Um, and I wanted to create that improvement and create that safe space for people that when they walk in, you can either like leave whatever's going on at the door or what I always say is like, bring it in, bring that shit in. Sorry. (laughs) And like, let's work through it in here. Um, And I I felt that at times, even studios where it should feel comfortable, there was an uncomfortable feeling. um, And I wanted to strip that out. And so I'm I'm very passionate about creating community. And I think that that's what's made Bash ultimately the most successful is we have uh, not clients or members, we have raving fans. 
So again, community is just such an important thing in today's world now more than ever that we need to connect with folks and be empathetic and compassionate through that process. And obviously the medium is the form of exercise that you've created, but I do appreciate the fact that you've cultivated a community that is open and aware of the fact that there are so many other programs that don't necessarily resonate with that message, right? It's very exclusive and you have to be a part of it. You're either with us or you're against us. And I think you're kind of open to bringing in people um, from all parts of life. And that's really the beauty of what you've built thus far. And I know that you mentioned that movement and exercise is just so important to you. And I'm going to continuously preach that it's so important to incorporate into any aspect of your life throughout the day, because as human beings, we can't sit and be stagnant all the times. I'm guilty of this as a former corporate professional who would oftentimes sit for eight hours a day up until like sit stand desks were invented. And uh, I now invested in one at home, but what is it that you communicate and let people know that are in that corporate setting of like what can bash provide for them? So much, so much, uh, especially for people in that space. I think actually as uh, fitness professionals, we forget how fortunate we are that we're moving all day, that we have the ability to stand in the back, prepare for class, walk to the front desk, go get a coffee, come back, do our playlist, get up, move. We're constantly moving. And I mean, there's a lot of challenges that come with that as well. There's no consistent salary. If you don't fill your class, you don't make your money. So while there's challenges, what we forget as fitness professionals is that we are constantly in motion. And most people spend 75 to 80 to 90% of their day sitting. So Bash boxing fundamentally is a functional fitness program. It is literally built to help you move functionally through your life. It's not just built to exhaust you and expend all the energy you have and get a good sweat. You will get that here, but it is a functional based workout. When are you opening up a studio on the Bay Area? Uh, it just resonates a lot with how I look at exercise and movement and group classes and the inclusivity of your community is awesome. And I'm just curious, what would be your recommendation for people who a might not be able to afford group classes right now, or B are looking for ways to exercise at home? Well, I'm going to sound like a total sales pitcher. We have Bash at home and it is, it is less um, expensive than your in-studio package. Um, so we have ways to move you at home as well. Um, if that's not an option for you either, there are so many incredible apps and like Peloton did their 90 day free during the first shutdown. I did that. I did yoga, which I never do because I, I don't really love it, but I wanted to move differently and, and bring some healing back into my life. There's also this incredible app called Lofty. Um, it's more of a breath work and meditation device, but also free to get you moving a little bit and just get you like pushing out some energy through your body. Sometimes it doesn't have to be, and I'm the worst advocate for, or not worst advocate, but worst um, example of this. It doesn't have to be the most powerfully exerted workout for you to feel successful and for you to feel that 
release that you need. You just need to get up and move your body. And I know during shutdown, I was, I, the days that I got up at seven and moved my body versus the days that I didn't were completely different mentally, spiritually, emotionally for me. Absolutely. I think just getting that energy flowing through our body, getting all those neurotransmitters working and operating at optimal level, mm-hmm. that's that's how we're going to see success throughout the day. That's how we're going to be able to be at our best performance and peak performance every single day. So I'm curious if somebody is interested in bash boxing and wants to download the app, uh, tell us a little bit more about that so they can get started. So you can go to our website. It's very simple, www.bash-boxing.com. You can see on there in our purchase buy page on the Boston page, you will see a Bash at Home um, credit. You can do either a package or our online membership. Um, We also have on our Instagram, which is just at B-A-S-H. We got that handle back in 2017, at bash You can find in our IG live, um, there's a ton of free workouts. We did 90 workouts. So one workout every single day of shutdown. And I think two thirds of them are on our Instagram. Um, And then there's also a few on our YouTube as well. Beautiful. So if you are interested or looking for new ways to interact, definitely check it out. We'll share all the details in the show notes. And one of the final topics that I want to pick on because I find it so intriguing on how quickly you were able to build your business and the revenue that you've seen from it. So you went from, you said, earning $14 an hour at Bar Method to to scaling this business now to over $1.2 million in revenue. Mm -hmm. How do you go through that shift and evolution and even being able to fathom or process to manage that much money? You have a great team. Number one, I have amazing business partners. Uh, I couldn't do any of this without uh, my CFO, Lee Smith. He is the money manager and we meet very well. And I mean, it wasn't always, we went back and forth on what was most important for the business, of course. Um, So, I mean, from start to finish, you will always hear me say, have a great team. But in terms of going from working at $14 an hour to now building this business, which to be honest, I still don't take, I don't take a lot from the business. It's a, it's a small salary because we have a lot to do. And we had a, a we have a big deficit from the pandemic. Um, and we all be, and honestly, it's more important to me that my team is getting paid on that same level. Um, so a lot of studios I know right now are scaling back pay as much and they have to, I totally understand that, but I'm keeping it as close to what it was before as you can. So for me, managing money, it's, it's kind of like how I manage people. It's looking at where the best investment lies, whether it's maybe for a little while, it's just in yourself. Maybe for a while it's in your top tier performers, whatever that is. Um, but I, in terms of going from working like that to moving up to a CEO position, I also live way below my means. So I think that that's the one piece of, I don't have a ton of financial advice. I looked at that part of this and I was like, oh my gosh, my parents were terrible with money. They, I mean, they made us work really hard, but like there was no teaching of that money just goes if you spend it and it won't be there. They, but so that kind of helped me move forward but I live way below my means. So I continue to do that. 
Um, and that's how I've been able to save on my own personally. And for the business, I feel we, we do the same to a certain extent. And then we really assess where the money needs to go and how we can grow it. I mean, getting to 1.3 in our first year, that was just a goal I was not going to let up on. I mean, I really wanted it. I did very close to that at my, at my the orange theory location that I worked at. So I was like, I got to beat it. <laughs> I got to beat it if it's my business. Um, so just pushing that first year and that first year is so, so, so important. Um, so much so that we doubled down on our investment and we opened a second location 11 months after the first one, which if we're going to talk about biggest challenges, there's, there that one is. <laughs> That's so inspiring though. And you hit on something that's really, really important to acknowledge and understand when you are starting anything, a project, a pursuit for a new job, a new business, goal setting is critical. So for, for you, that goal seems to have stemmed from your experience at Orange Theory and what you accomplished there. But you set that, obviously you set that with your partners and you achieved it. It's not easy. And you went through that process uh, I do want to kind of look back at what you talked about where your parents maybe didn't necessarily give you all the clear directions or the blueprint to manage money the right way. So how do you personally get away from the shiny object syndrome, especially on social media from wanting to overconsume and take those hard earned dollars and really invest back into yourself and the business? I mean, it's really hard, right? I think that I, I've talked to about four different people this week that we all have decided to take a step back from social media for maybe two weeks to a month because it's very difficult to not look, see, want, and then just act at it with dollars instead of maybe a more, I don't know, mental, emotional investment. Um, and it also is hard when you get to, like I'm in like year four and you're not seeing increase in personal wealth at all and to not find resentment. You have to keep putting back into the fact that this has been a long-term goal. This is a long-term journey. Nothing outdoes the work. And so you still have a lot of work in front of you. Just because there are years attached doesn't mean that's deemed success. Um, I, I feel like I bring that up with my team a lot. So Tenure is great. Being in the industry for years is great, but consistency is more important. Being consistent with who you are, how you show up, how you manage yourself, your money, that's how you're going to be successful. Totally. Consistency is literally the name of the game. And you quite frankly, can't get to the top of the mountain without going step by step. You can stare at it, but you have to go one step at a time and realize that's the only way up. So again, kudos for you and your entire team for what you've accomplished was stood through a lot of adversity during the pandemic. And I love the fact that you've also shifted and repositioned how you go to market, which is so important to be agile because mm -hmm. we have no idea what's going to happen in the next year, the next two years, five years. I literally just said this this morning. We have no idea. We have no idea what's going to happen in one month. So it's more important than ever. One foot in front of the other, one day in front of the other, one successful day in front of the other. Um, and it's really hard to not like be like, I, but I just want to be there and I just want to go. 
or I just want to make the decision that will get us there because honestly, no one knows the decision that will get us there right now because there's too much uncertainty. So you just have to keep building on those great days. Absolutely. So as you know, I will always ask you this very specific question because we just talked about it before we jumped on and it's more around personal well-being because if we don't take care of ourselves, nothing else works. And I'm just curious, how are you taking care of yourself now? Um, I am investing in myself for the first time. So I am a huge believer in therapy. I've been in and out of it for years. I'd honestly be consistently in it if I didn't think it pulled from my finances too much, which (laughs) probably should find a way to make that work. But I'm a big proponent and advocate for that. It's really important that you have a, I think if you can, a sounding board that is unbiased and that doesn't maybe see everything or, I mean, yeah, that they're just unbiased. I think that's important. I also just recently decided to invest into a conscious leadership program and dive into more manifestation and, um, energy release and building. I'm, I've always been a huge believer in that. I'm a huge believer in breath work. That's saved me, honestly. Um, putting that back into my life has been really, really helpful. And then surrounding yourself with people that cheer you on. So, you know, I'm, I am in a relationship right now and uh, my boyfriend is also part of our team, which obviously has its challenges, but he cheers me on and supports me and is in my corner. As we say at Bash, we're in your corner. Um, And that's really important to identify those people. And I am so blessed to have quite a few of them. And, you know, I, also invest in making sure I'm there for, for them as well. So investing in myself by, by actually taking my dollars and investing into a program that's just for me and my personal growth development, um, that's really important. And honestly, if I could give one piece of advice to myself four years ago is just do it a little sooner. Obviously, when you first start your business, there's so many things people are telling you you need to do, but within the first year, get a coach, Get somebody that's going to listen and help guide you. Absolutely. I always say that every coach needs a coach. So as you're coaching people throughout your programs, it's equally as important for you to take care of yourself. I'm glad you're making that investment. I'm glad you're taking the time to (laughs) take care of Alex. So as we wrap up and as we always do with all of our guests, we put them through our hot seat. Although I feel like this entire show has been one large hot seat. So Alex, are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do this. All right. So I got three personalized questions for you today. um, All over the place. So question number one for you today, you had five cities to expand your business right now. Costs aside, where would you go? Austin, Texas, Charlotte, North Carolina, uh, either Nashville or Knoxville, Tennessee, maybe both. We'll go with Nashville. <laughs> um, 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 right outside the Chicago area. And then maybe New Jersey that borderlines New York. So Hoboken. Okay. I love it. Very distinct. Next, <laughs> next question for you. So if you had to read one book for the rest of your life and you couldn't read anything else, what would that book be? Oh, great question. And I literally just finished this book 
on Monday and I read it in one day. So I'm, I'm really big on the smaller books right now that just you get through them because I've tried to start rereading a few books from my past and I, I don't get through them and then you feel unsuccessful. So this book made me feel so successful. It made me feel safe. It gave me some direction. Um, it's called Where to Begin by Cleo Wade. I absolutely loved it. My sister gifted it to me this summer when we were telling each other, like, I'm very unwell. I, I'm There's a lot of scary thoughts going on in my head. I don't really know what to do. And all of a sudden it showed up from Amazon with a note from my sister I'm so thankful for that book from her. So thanks, Emily. <laughs> and it, again, it's called Where to Begin by Cleo Wade. Love it. And one final one for you. Imagine that your business grows to 10 million people and you have to give a speech to them right now and tell them, look, there's four months left in the year and we're all going to get through this. We're going to become the better version of ourselves. What would you tell them? Wow, this is a hot seat for sure. <laughs> um, I think it, it's interesting. I've been asked variables of this question um, before, even pre-pandemic and pre-2020. And I always have the resounding, nothing outdoes the work. So just do the work, invest in it. We're going to make it if we all do it together um, and support each other in the process. Reminds me of a quote that says, hard work beats talent when talent fails to work hard. Mm-hmm. 100%. Never was the most talented one, I'll tell you. <laughs> Never, ever. Neither was I, but I think that's where you and I align in the fact that hard work will always persevere through everything and continue doing the awesome and incredible work that you're doing, the community that you're building. Bash boxing is literally just getting started. Um, and if any of our listeners want to connect with you, learn more from you, get involved with Bash, can you remind us what is the best way to get in touch? Absolutely. I'm a total open book too. So, uh, and I actually have connected with somebody via a podcast before on my Instagram and we talk all the time about business. He just opened his studio in, I believe Fort Wayne. Um, but my Instagram is at L-E-X-T-R-A-K and then the number 13. So Lex Trake 13. I answer all my DMs. I love talking about business, entrepreneurial, entrepreneurship, and just getting started. Um, I'm an open book. I'll tell you anything. And then Alex at bash-boxing.com is my email. So you can email me there as well. Perfect. We will make sure to share all of those notes. Alex, thank you so much for joining thank us today. And as we always say at Career Meets World, go unleash your wildest potential. Thank you so much. Hey, thanks so much for listening to the Career Meets World podcast. I would love to get to meet you. There are a couple of ways we can connect. You know, I love my LinkedIn. Simply search for Career Meets World or Edward Gorbis and feel free to connect. Second is via Instagram at Career Meets World. And third is through our website. I have a special spot for you full of fun, free resources. All you have to do is go to careermeetsworld.com, subscribe to our newsletter, and we'll provide you the free resources to help you boost your career and reach financial freedom. And if this podcast was helpful to you in any way, please consider rating and reviewing this podcast on Apple Podcasts. This helps us help more people. 
Simply tap the rate with five stars and leave a sentence with what you liked about the podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. Remember, strengthening your growth mindset is your ticket to success. I'm Edward Gorbis, and we'll catch you on next week's episode.